0: Offer valid on select AK systems through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for
2: details. How's it going, guys, and welcome to Billy the Bat Boy's Corner presented by Up On Game. I'm Billy Pinckney, and today we have Jermaine Curtis joining the show. He is a true story of adversity and battling through the minor leagues. He's somebody who spent over a decade in the minor leagues and eventually did make it to the big leagues. And it's a true inspirational story. And here's Jermaine right now. All right, guys, we're here alongside former big leaguer and 11-year pro baseball player Jermaine Curtis. Jermaine, appreciate you taking the time.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
2: Absolutely. Well, started off at the University of California. How impactful was it to be there with that coaching staff and just play baseball for your career there?
3: Well, before jumping into UCLA, I have to take you back where I grew up. Um, Um... You know, I grew up in a rough area and, uh, you know, being able to play at UCLA. I mean, it just showed me a different life. And, um, you know, that's that program with Coach Savage. We had Coach Green. um, We had some very, very good coaches on our staff. Um, It just changed you know, my whole life, and it was the best decision I ever made. Um, I went to a school where uh, we were number one in the nation, and we had players such as Brandon Crawford, Gabe Cohen, um, Tim Murphy, guys that, you know, eventually went on to play in the big leagues, and uh, it just took my game to that next level and helped me mentally and helped me um, grow up in society as well.
2: And to the kids out there who might be looking to play college baseball, how would you say they go about the process of finding that right school, that right fit, if there's maybe a couple that they're interested in, but aren't sure where to pull the trigger on which one to choose?
3: I think you need to go where you're going to play. I mean, now in today's day where uh, you're competing versus the world, because when I went to college, it was like, all right, there's a certain group of players that... Um, they were you were competing with, right? UCLA was only recruiting amongst like two hours, three hours outside of UCLA. Well, now with social media, they're recruiting amongst the world. So when now that you're in this space and this time, you have to go where you can play. I mean, the best decision I ever made was going to UCLA because the year before they lost, I think it was like 19 to 20 games in a row. So they weren't really a good team yet. So we knew as freshmen, we were going to come in and play. And, um, so that'd be my advice to you go to a place where, um, you know, the doors are open to you look and see, all right, are they, are the um, juniors and seniors, are they leaving the program, you know what I mean, so that you have a chance to go in there and play right away? What's the point of going to a D1 program or a sexy program if you're not even going to play?
2: yeah we see a lot of kids doing that too they they think that the bigger name schools they want to go to a d1 school but they'll be sitting the bench the whole time maybe not even get many opportunities to to get on the baseball field where if you go to a d2 or three school you could play every day and get yourself in front of those scouts and those other teams more easily and especially with video and technology like you mentioned you could get yourself in front of these these teams very very easily right Well, you also mentioned Brandon Crawford, right? You play with him. What can you say about playing with a guy like that?
3: Brandon Crawford, one of my good buddies still to this day, um, playing with him was a blessing. I got to see what a true shortstop was. Um, I played shortstop in high school, and then when I was competing versus him, my shortstop, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. You know, there's, I mean, he just made every play look so easy. He had a cannon uh, from, you know, he had a big league arm, Already in uh, in college and. Um, he wasn't too flashy, but he just made every play. And I realized right there, that was a big league shortstop. And as far as, you know, I got moved over to third base. So three years, me and him became very close. We would, uh, you know, talk to each other, um, you know, nonstop about, you know, how, you know, how to hit different pitchers, how to do different things. If we were struggling, we would pick each other up. Uh, We became good friends. And Brandon Crawford to this day is, you know, a great guy. And, You know, I love playing with them, and like I said, um, he taught me a lot, and I'm sure I helped him out as well.
2: Well, you were then drafted by the Cardinals in the fifth round. Can you take me through that day of the emotions and just finding out that you were drafted by a big league club?
3: Um, I knew I was going to go on the first day because uh, I played in the Cape Cod League, and then uh, we were number one in the nation our junior year, so we had literally 50 70 100 scouts at our practices at our games every single day um it was it was insane i've never seen anything like it and so that year i knew i was going to go on the first uh first day but i thought i was going to go earlier so i was slide to go in like the second or third round and my name didn't get called and i was a little like frustrated because i was like what you know i was. You know, I'm supposed to go on second or third round. And uh, my name got called in the fifth round with the St. Louis Cardinals and uh, the scout. He called me. He's like, hey, I know you don't know who I am because I haven't had any meetings with you but you're going to be a big leaguer, and you're going to be a big leaguer with the St. Louis Cardinals. And, um, you know, I went out to meet him and his family and I signed the papers um, at his house. He says that's his tradition, that the players that he draft, um, excuse me, the players that he draft will sign papers at his house to become big leaguers. And um, sure enough, I ended up becoming a big leaguer, so it all worked out.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Game Presents.
2: Well, you spent many years in the farm system, like I mentioned before, you know, minor league grinder, true minor league grinder. Uh, When when you're in that system, what adversity did you face along the way uh, throughout your playing career?
3: I mean, playing in the minor leagues is probably the hardest thing you'll ever do um, in life. And I know that sounds strange because, you know, I'm I'm only 35, but uh, because you're dealing with the most competitive people, Basically, in the world, and um, it's a business as well. It's a corporate business. So, if they invest more into somebody else, they're going to give them more chances than you. So, you still got to fight. You know, the real life. Uh, situation even though you're playing baseball so as far as obstacles and and all that I mean I didn't I'm not even talking about physical pains and because you know if you're sitting on the bench or if you're in the club um, in the training room and you can't play somebody else is going to take that position so you're going through pain every day Um, the mental grind of playing every day that's tough that wears on you I mean if you go let's say you know, I think the longest stretch I went was like 0 for 40. Imagine going to, you know, the field every single day and you haven't got a hit. in like, basically, (laughs) I mean, you haven't got a hit in what, what maybe almost two weeks. So imagine going through that grind and then, you know, showing up to the ballpark and not having fun in that situation. So um, as far as obstacles and um you know different things minor leagues is a grind but it taught me how to thrive and taught me how to win and uh you know i'm gonna win in anything in life because if i can win the minor leagues i'll be able to win in anything else sure
2: a lot of its mental toughness and just going through it and just figuring out a way throughout that process did you ever feel that you weren't progressing as quickly as you'd like to i feel like there's a lot of players out there who feel like they have these expectations for themselves and aren't reaching them immediately but it's a game of patience too
3: yeah like i said um, I had a few people that were drafted the same positions as I would, but they were drafted in the first round. So I was following that person all the way up to the big leagues. So if they were in high A, I was in low A and I kept following them. So it took me longer to get to the big leagues. Um, it turned out that uh, the Cardinals end up trading him. And next thing you know, I'm in the big leagues because they trade them. But it took me several years Uh, until, you know, I was able to get that opportunity. So I think, um, yeah, as far as, you know, not progressing um, every if you ask every minor league player or every player that reached to the big leagues, they said if they got drafted by another team, they would have been able to make it at a faster time. So I'll leave that. That's what I'll say about that. A lot of it's luck
2: and just timing, seeing who's who's injured at the big league level, what spots are able to be filled at that point in time. But, I mean, I know it's been a few years removed for you of, of minor league baseball, but have you witnessed any flaws in the whole system of minor league baseball?
3: You know what? Since, uh, since it's still kind of fresh, I mean, I, it was only like three years ago, I've kind of stopped looking at pro baseball right now. You know what I mean? I'm giving myself a break. Um, but I'm sure, you know, in the next year or two, uh, I'll start, you know, basically looking back to getting the pro ball, whether that be coaching or, um, you know, some, some form or another. So right now I couldn't answer that question because I haven't even been updated on what's going on in the pro level.
2: Well, I know you've been spending a lot of time with your YouTube channel, trying to help out the younger players. And you've done a great job with that, with posting videos with tips, advice, and all of that. Can you touch on that a little bit and what you're doing to help out the younger players out there?
3: Yeah, like I said, I didn't grow up with much, um, and in our, you know, when I grew up, the coaching wasn't that good. So um, now that you know, I was able to learn a lot from players like Barry Bonds, Carlos Beltran, Matt Holliday, um, Ozzy Smith. I mean, I, we could go on and on from you know the greats that I've learned. I've been able to accumulate all this knowledge and I'm like, man, I'm about to just give it back. So I started making YouTube videos and um, we're doing so far pretty good. I mean, I've got I'm getting like 60,000 views a month um, and I'm grown to 12,000 followers and it's got me different opportunities. Uh, Such as uh, this past summer, I was coaching or managing in the new Appalachian League created by MLB and USA Baseball. And so it was my first gig managing, which was super tough, but um, I think I'll do it again. And uh, yeah, it just came from my YouTube channel and me giving back and, you know, people watching my videos and um, helping the next generation. And, you know, it's all good. It's, it's been a blast so far and I'm going to continue doing it. And all my teammates and former teammates are like, man, why are you doing YouTube? Like, come on, man, that's so beneath you. But I mean, I love it. I love making content. I love, uh, you know, sharing my information. And I uh, I, I tell them all the time, I'm going to do it to the rest of my life. So um, that's that's me and, and YouTube. Love it. That's awesome.
2: Now, you just mentioned, too, coaching and, and possibly that being a future venture of yours. Where do you see Jermaine Curtis five, ten years from now?
3: I keep getting calls from... Uh, different people are uh, from my, one of my good friends' names, Xavier Scruggs. He's a broadcaster, and he's telling me, Hey, man, you need to get in front of the camera and do you know ESPN and MLB. So, I'm interested in doing that. Um, I've been interested in uh, making content. Um, I love being in front of the camera, and um, as far as the coaching side, I love that as well. So I'm seeing if I can, you know, mix all of those together to create something. I don't know what it is. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but I know I'm on this path and I'm going to continue towards it. It's like the same thing with MLB. You like have this goal. You don't know if you're going to get there, but you keep trucking every single day. And that's where I'm at right now. It's like, all right, I know I love making content. I love uh, I know that I, I'll be good in front of the camera. Um, I know I can coach and help them. So how can I formulate and create something that mixes all those worlds together and create a good life? So that's where I'm at right now. Um, Can't give you exact plan. I wish, you know, uh, it was similar to like what I grew up, like your age, where I was like, you know what, you know, when I was younger, I'm going to be an MLB player. And you knew what you're going to do at this point. I can't I, I can't pinpoint exactly what it is, but I know it's in that direction. Awesome.
2: Great stuff. Jermaine, I appreciate you hopping on, and uh, great knowledge, great wisdom, and best of luck to you. Hopefully we'll see you on uh, MLB Network or or somewhere in the near future.
3: Thank you, Billy. I appreciate appreciate
2: it. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to Billy the Bat Boy's Corner, presented by Up On Game. Jermaine is obviously somebody who's very inspirational, has done a lot in this industry of sports and sports media and his new venture. And if you'd like to check out more of what we're doing here with Billy the Bat Boy's Corner, stay tuned on social media at Billy the Bat Boy, at Upon Game Network. We're also working with the Father English Center in Patterson, New Jersey. And of course, if you like this video, please rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you next time here on the show.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.